So, I met this girl during my freshman year who I'll call Jane. About two years ago, back in September of 2017, I was on Instagram just mindlessly scrolling through the Explore page when I saw this one profile that caught my eye. I clicked on it and saw that she had posted a story talking about how her parents were judgmental towards her about her recent lifestyle change. And I sent her a text which was a simple, Hey, it doesn't matter what they say as long as you love yourself, and such, and that's all that matters. She told me, thank you, said it was just really kind of me to say so. Needless to say, we never stopped talking since then. All was going well until the late February period when her girlfriend broke up with her. Shortly after, she became more and more irritable, and it was harder to talk to her. Now, I know that going through a breakup is hard, and however, I did try to help her through the process, but given as I was just 16 at the time and a very immature guy back then, not to mention that I had never experienced a breakup or any type of heartbreak, so I didn't know how to help her. A few weeks later, during the early spring of 2018, I noticed that her mental state was rapidly deteriorating and, out of concern, I tried to comfort her, and keep her from doing something rash, since she was scaring me, because she had been talking about self-harming and threatening to end her own life. I told her that I didn't want her to lose herself in all of this, and that I was there for her. I told her that I loved her and that she'll always be my best friend, but I guess she really didn't care or was just blowing off my words, since shortly afterward, she continued to become more and more distant with me, and hostile, snapping at me over every little thing. Eventually, I told her that I didn't appreciate her treating me like crap over something that wasn't even my fault. She then told me that I deserved to suffer like she was, and that she was going to make me feel her pain. Shortly afterward, she broke off the friendship with me over text, without ever giving me the chance to save it. Shortly after that, she started blaming me for the whole friendship falling apart, and I began to blame myself for what happened. To look back on this, I realize now that none of it was my fault, and she had just twisted my words around and manipulated my emotions, to the point of making me believe it was my fault somehow. Shortly after she ended it, I was in shock for a couple of days because I never had a friendship last as long as it did, nor had I ever put up so much effort into a friendship that gave so much of myself to another person or a bond. It was on the third day of March in 2018 when all the emotions that had been underneath the surface just hit me at once, rendering me in a very broken state. About a week or so after, her ex-girlfriend proceeded to tell me that, when they broke up, she blamed me for it, and when she said that, it crushed me. Despite this, I still didn't believe that she said that, so I went and texted her late that night. Just before midnight, I asked her if what her ex said was true, and she replied with a yes. She said that I should feel like crap for screwing up the best relationship she had ever had, 
I was hurt upon hearing that, due to the realization that I lost my best friend at the time, and had just figured out that she had been secretly blaming me for their relationship falling apart the entire time. After that, I fell into rock bottom. At least at the time, it felt like it. And it took me a while to start feeling like myself again. Afterwards, there would be times during that period where I would stay after school and be working on my homework from my other classes, and while taking a break from the constant hammering away at an essay for my English, I would look up from the computer for a quick couple of seconds to take a break while doing so. I would happen to see her at another table that was just a little bit away from where mine was. I see her just sitting there, laughing it up with her friends and not even phased with my absence. Then, when she notices me, as I had my head up, she locked eyes with me and gave me the most sinister grin I've ever seen my entire life. It creeped me out, but I tried to just ignore her despite her malicious look. So, fast forward to the start of summer of 2019, and around late July, I was scrolling through my Instagram and thought to myself, Hey, why am I still mad at what happened between us during ninth grade? It's the start of my junior year. Perhaps she's changed. That was the biggest mistake of my life. At first, things between me and her were going well. It was like she was a different person entirely, and only all the best parts remained. So naturally, we became close once more. Seemingly closer than before, and we slowly started talking more and more, to the point where she and I would talk every day, all day, in some form or another. We either were hanging out in person, or communicating over the phone. At the time, I thought that I finally had my best friend back, and was glad to have her in my life again. But then, I started noticing something that was just... creepy. Like when she and I finally got around to hanging out at her place on the 25th of December, and while we were playing video games, I noticed that she moved over closer to me while on the couch. I ignore her and keep playing, trying to beat her at the game, when she slowly starts trailing her fingers up my arm and looks at me with a very seductive grin on her face. Now, I want to make it clear that I did not like her in that way whatsoever, and only liked her as my friend, and she knew that. Not to mention that she had told me that she was gay. While she was doing that, I was taken aback and moved my arm away from her and just laughed it off awkwardly, but I told her to knock it off, to which she told me, and what's your deal, I thought you liked this, stop being a pansy. I was like, hey, I'm not about to sleep with you. I don't roll like that, and I've told you I only like you as my best friend, and you told me yourself that you only liked me in that way, and that's not changing. Afterwards, she started flipping out on me, all because I wouldn't accept her advances. So I ended up leaving, because I wasn't going to stand there and hear this crap. So I told my mom to pick me up early, and I waited outside until she got there. Now, fast forward to about late summer of this year. During this time, we had been talking more and calling very often because of the COVID pandemic. However, I noticed that we were fighting more often, getting into heated arguments over nothing, 
at which she would either attack me using her knowledge of my insecurities to manipulate me into doing what she wanted, or she would blow up at me whenever I wouldn't give her money and she asked for it. Now, I wasn't a penny pincher, but the fact that she was asking all the time, it was starting to rub me the wrong way. But anyways, on to the next situation. So, on the 18th of June, around a few months ago, one of her friends, whose name I'll call Amare, her friend Amare messages me around 2pm, saying that he and Jane needed to talk to me. In the past, he didn't have a good track record with me, so I blew him off, telling him whatever it was, I didn't want to talk about it, because I wasn't in the mood to hear them both bring up some minor thing that I said at the time, which didn't even matter at the time, and then suddenly turn it into a big deal. He then proceeded to tell me stuff like to man up and listen to him speak, as well as crap like stop being a pansy and listen to her, you don't have a choice. Keep in mind, this is the same asshole who previously, back in May, was calling me an attention seeker and told me that I should just keep my mental issues to myself, and that it's better to just kill yourself quietly so no one will have to deal with the annoyance of trying to save you. So, since Jean was better friends with him, and after blocking him, I told her what he had been saying, and I asked her to talk to him, since I didn't know him, and nothing I was saying was getting through to him. She gave me a half-assed answer, pretty much telling me just, oh, just block him, and I don't know what to tell you, and crap like, well, you must have done something to piss him off. She kept insisting that I trust her and just to listen to both of them. I was taken aback by this, but I actually believed her. As I mentioned before, I wasn't thinking clearly and was letting my emotions and her mind games control me, so I wasn't very strong mentally at the time. So, yeah, I believed her. Then, a little bit later, after myself and my mom got dinner and were driving home, I got a phone call from them, and I said to myself that I wasn't going to engage them, so I declined it. They kept calling me over and over and over until I finally got annoyed enough and answered. Right off the bat, the guy named Amare starts calling me all kinds of crap, ranging from an asshole to being a pansy for opening up about my issues. Admittedly, I actually was hurt by his words, but what really got me was the lack of words from Jane. This was my best friend of three years, the person who was always telling me that she had my back and loved me, despite our differences. And yet, she was just agreeing with him, and confessed that she, at two in the morning, told him her real opinion about me, saying how annoying she thought I was and how much she hated listening to my problems, saying that I was an emotional bitch and was saying that I'm too sweet and should be more cold, and how the reason that people turn on me is because I deserve it. She was just ranting and raving about how much of a bad person I am and other nonsense. Upon hearing all of this, I was in a state of shock, just absorbing it all and I was sitting there letting words slip into my mind and eat away at me, until I finally put my foot down and told them both, 
Look, I've had enough of this. You have some nerve calling yourself my best friend and you're just sitting there silently letting him insult me and talk to me like crap. You aren't even going to tell him to stop or at least try to fake being real? She stammered and said, We're just trying to help you. Stop being a bitch. I was hurt badly by this. Because at this moment, I realized that the person I had been friends with was never real. I had merely been talking to one of her many faces, and the real one was rearing its ugly head. So, I just hung up on them both, and was torn by their words. After getting home, they called me again, saying you better answer the call and that they weren't done with me yet. I told them to screw off, and that I never wanted to speak to either of them again. And that was that. Or so I thought. A little while later, about almost a month after this had happened, she had been constantly trying to reach out to me, but I refused to talk to her, because I was done with her BS and her fake love, platonically speaking. So, I blocked her on the iMessages app, and in this case her number. Then, later that night, as I was laying in bed about to fall asleep, my phone vibrated with texts from this unknown number, saying my name and asking if I was awake. I then asked who it was. I noticed that it was a number from North Carolina, given as how it was a 700 number. I asked them again who it was, and they wouldn't say. I pressed them again for it, and then they finally told me that their name was Eli. Now, I did know an Eli from my old middle school, and he had explained to me that he had gotten himself into some trouble, and that the police might be involved. Now, me believing it was actually him, despite being a bit confused, I told him to call me so that I could try to calm him down. Moments later, I got a call from that same number, and when I said, Hello, what's up, man? The voice on the other end was the voice of Amare, and right in, he already started his usual rave about how Jane told me everything and you're a horrible person who deserves to die. I told him, well you're freaking pathetic and freaking insane, now piss off you creep. I then hung up right there and was trying to wrap my head around this situation. I was creeped out by this random phone call and how he had managed to call me once more despite me blocking him. Then. Shortly afterwards, like about 30 minutes later, my phone went off with a missed call and a voicemail. It was from Jane, and she described in great detail how she told Amare everything, and how much pleasure she got out of sharing all of my deepest secrets. I was distraught, and I asked her with my heart broken once more, Why did you do this? How can you do this to me after everything I have helped you through? Did our friendship mean nothing? What the hell was our last three years? She then told me, Our friendship? What friendship? You were just my therapist, nothing more. She then proceeded to bring up my past and my depression, my ex and my ex-best friend as well as my issues with anxiety and self-harm. She was using all of it to get her point across, but it was obvious that she was trying to hurt me deliberately. I knew what she was doing, and I told her to stop, and asked her, do you know you're hurting me as more of a rhetorical question. She said, yes, I do, and... As if hurting someone mentally whom you've known for three years isn't bad at all. 
I paused for a few moments distraught and in pain, but seething with anger. I told her, You're a goddamn weasel and an absolutely abusive bitch. Stay the hell away from me. Before she could speak, I hung up on her. Now, I was just as broken. I had opened so much of myself to her, sharing with her things that I haven't told anyone, very personal things. She knew my insecurities and what buttons to push to manipulate me into staying as long as I did, but I know that she was also a very abusive, manipulative, narcissistic psychopath who did not care about my emotions, or how she was hurting me. She used many personal things that I told her in confidence and turned them into weapons to use against me, and yet, still, a part of me believes that it was my fault. Maybe I'm more damaged than I realize. Later that evening, or rather I should say early that morning, I got a message from her spam account that said, I know you aren't an asshole and you're just emotional right now, but you need to speak to me. I told her, You can go to hell for all I care. I told her that I didn't feel bad at all for making her feel just one-tenth the pain that I felt, and that I never wanted to speak to her again. And I then blocked her. Then, less than five minutes later, another one of our mutual friends, who I will call Jake for the sake of privacy, sends me a message. The message he sent me says, Jane wants you to unblock her and talk to her like a real man. Again, her trying to insult my masculinity because I didn't want to engage with her mind games and let her screw with me more than she already had. So, I told him no, and that I blocked her for a reason... He then told me that he was filtering a lot of what she was saying because she had been acting full-blown insane, talking about how she wanted to make me suffer for daring to leave her and that she doesn't give a crap about how much pain I was in. From her saying what she said, I didn't read the rest, but then he said something to me that made me realize who the real Jane was and what she was underneath that mask that she wore. He told me that... She had tried to get him to threaten to block me if I didn't talk to her, and that she wanted him to threaten to sever our friendships if I didn't speak to her, which told him, if that doesn't look manipulative, I don't know what does. He asked me to explain, and I told him briefly, think about what she told you in her own words. She told you to threaten me with the end of our friendship, and she tried to blackmail me into talking to her by using you as the middleman. He read my message, and went quiet thereafter. I didn't hear from him, but I didn't care. I just wanted her and this whole situation to be gone and over with. I couldn't go out for a long time, because I was paranoid all the time that she would come looking for me, and any time I would get a call from an unknown number, or even a number from my state, I would fear that it was either her or her friends. For weeks afterwards, I would get over 20 calls a day from random numbers. At one point, I got over 50 texts in one day from either her or her friends trying to get me to talk to her. I tried to block them, but they could just use those fake numbers. I was miserable and anxious all the damn time. Then, I got a text from someone who again was one of her mutual friends who sent me an image that showed some chats on her story. Now, at first, I thought they were just random pictures. But then, 
I started looking at them and my stomach turned. I saw that they had been conversations between me and her and her friends. And then I saw one of the more personal conversations when I opened up to her about one of my mental illnesses. She had taken a screenshot of it and was making a joke about it with her friends, making light of my mental illness. Her exact words were, This dude is a freaking pansy, coming to me whining about how much he's hurting from his depression and that he needs to talk to me like a needy bitch. That's why when he was calling me trying to talk to me, I ignored his calls and talked to my ex instead. It was hilarious. He has psychological problems, I swear. Smiley face skull emoji. The person who sent me this told me that it was my fault for what happened, and that I did this to myself. I was pissed, and at the same time, hurt, because he had no idea how any of this crap that she had been doing to me, or what she said, worse... Still, she had been spreading lies and rumors to everyone who knew me, and her. It was upsetting, to say the least. Immediately afterwards, I blocked him, and tried my best to move on with my life despite the feeling of betrayal and the whirlwind of other emotions. So then, August finally rolls around, and it seems like all is good with school starting up again and it being my last year in high school. I just wanted to focus on my own life and my future, so that's what I did. Online school, for the most part, was good and easy. Life was starting to look up for me until the 13th of August at around 11pm. I woke up from an evening nap to find that I had two new voicemails from an unknown number. All it showed was that it was from North Carolina. So, when I went to listen to it... The person's voice didn't really register properly to me at the time, but then I heard her voice and I literally froze, and it sent me back to a state of fear and anxiety. She was on a group call with her friends, and seeing as what they were saying right off the bat, which was crap like, you should just kill yourself and do the world a favor, and no wonder your ex-girlfriend left you, you aren't a real man. Yes, all this coming from the bitch who boasted constantly about how much she'd have my back, and that she was a real one. Then, in a moment of need, or when it came time for her to put her money where her mouth was, she proved to not only be a coward, but anything but a best friend during this time. I wasn't having any of her BS, so I stopped listening and just tried to go back to sleep. When I woke up in the morning... I had found that she had actually made a new account and had added my personal Instagram to a group chat with her friends and my ex, and the messages were just disgusting. Her saying messed up crap like how much she wanted to see me thrown in jail and how much I would be violated in jail, and the other people in the chat were applauding her for this. I felt violated in a way that she had been sharing all of my information such as my address and my trusted secrets about myself and what problems I had been dealing with at home. It showed how she was laughing about me and mocking the seriousness of the situations that I went through during the years of 2017 to 2019. And needless to say, I was horrified and disturbed by this. Stupidly enough, I didn't save the chats. I just got so caught up in wanting to not see them that I just deleted the messages from my inbox. The latest incident 
took place on the 18th of September, with her now claiming that I had been harassing her, which was complete BS, given as how I hadn't spoken to her or reached out to her since the 18th of June, to which she threatened to call the police once again, trying to use my fear and manipulation to get me back in that state of fear that she had enjoyed seeing me in so much. Though I didn't show it, I was pretty terrified from this, because I have my future, my career, and everything else on the line here, so I've been pretty shaken up since then, because I don't know how much crap she had saved from our chats, and just how far she would go with this situation and such, and all of this before I chose to leave the friendship on my own terms. To this very day, I'm paranoid when I go to school, because I don't know how many people she's told or gotten involved with, which, given as how my high school years have been anything but pleasant, heck, I had a kid threaten to stab me in between the ribs. After all, I was just trying to make friends with his girlfriend, but yeah, Jane, the crazy, abusive bitch who tried to ruin my reputation and who tried to make me feel ashamed for having mental illnesses, let's not meet again. This happened a little over four years ago, when I was living at home, which is a remote Scottish island. For some context... This place, like most small towns and remote places, is super safe to be walking about at night with no streetlights. The population is under 800, and this time of year there was a little surge of tourism, but nothing crazy, so maybe an extra 200 people or so. So, I'm female and 22, finishing work in the kitchen, and I remember going through to the bar to say to my sister, who is working, I finish that I'm about to go home. The bar is fairly busy, and as I'm leaving through the front entrance, I stop to have a smoke with a friend who's there. As I'm leaving, I notice two people I know get in their car and leave, and a man who isn't a local walking out and down the track to the road. He seemed to go right, but I wasn't really looking at him just in that general direction whilst I'm chatting to someone, and no one else walks down or up the road in that time. Anyways, we finish smoking, I say bye, they go inside, and I start walking home. I walk down the track and take a left. My parents' house is over a mile and a half away, and it's one essentially straight, single-track road that I walk to and from work, etc., there's no streetlights, just markers of house lights in the distance, and the occasional car's light going past. I get five minutes into walking home, and I think I can hear someone, or two people behind me, maybe around 20 meters or so. It's a little windy, and of course pitch black, so I can't see or hear who it is at all, but I just keep walking. It's not very often at all that I pass anyone walking home at night. It may be a couple of cars, and I can usually tell whose car it is miles off by the lights and sounds. As I'm walking, the voice gets a little closer and closer. And now, 
I'm sure that it's just someone walking behind me who's on the phone. As when I turn around, I can only see a man about 10 meters behind me and nobody else. I can't tell what he's saying, but he's laughing and making weird noises. I squint a little, as the voice in the wind kind of reminds me of a local guy, and I just assume it's him. Maybe he's walking this way too and wanted to catch up. But when I see the man, I'm a little startled, as it's not who I expected, nor is it anyone else I know or recognize. I quicken my pace a little as the man seems to be walking faster and is looking at me as he's coming closer, and I don't say anything. The next 10 to 15 minutes are a panic-induced blur. I'm walking quickly and trying not to look behind me, as the man in his late 30s and early 40s is clearly following me and making weird noises, laughing and grunting. I have no idea what to think, and I can't see any cars in the distance on either side of me for miles, and with little to no phone signal, I'm starting to panic, as I'm not even halfway home. At one point, he must have been right beside me, as I could hear his breathing and he sounded possessed, or as if he were having a mental health episode. He was zigzagging too, it seemed like he had started neighing like a horse and grunting. I turned my head and he's to the side of me keeping up with my pace, and I hear him say something like, oh that'll do nicely, and then spit on the ground loudly. I'm absolutely terrified, and I start running, though I'm shaking and my legs feel like jelly as I can't stop thinking the worst will surely happen. I turn around and I can't seem to hear or see him, my eyes were better adjusted by this time, but all I can really hear is my own blood rushing and me breathing. I stop running, but keep walking fast as I'm getting near the bottom of the hill on the road and I scan the area. It's mostly open fields. And then, I could see him to the right of me, but behind. I turn around and keep walking up the hill, and I start to hear him again. I honestly feel helpless and so exhausted, and I have no idea what he's doing or saying. I don't turn around again till I'm at the top, and then I can see the home stretch to my house. When I do... I can see him now walking fast again. I just book it down the hill and through the drive and into my parents' house, where I got in and locked the door, which we almost never lock our doors or cars here. My mom comes through quickly, as I must have been loud getting in, and looks at me and says, You're white as a sheet. Are you okay? I'm still shaking, and my heart rate is just going mental, and I stand there in the kitchen trying to get my breath back whilst my mom is shouting to my dad to come through. Once I quickly explained what happened, my dad goes outside to check if anyone is near the house, and at that moment, I was terrified to let him or even unlock the door. When my parents asked for a description of the man, it was then that I remembered the guy who left in the other direction from work. Immediately after, I phoned my sister at work to tell her what happened, and that dad would come pick her up from work unless she could get a lift, as there was no way she was walking home alone if that guy was still out there. 
cut forward the next day at work, and I'm asking my manager and anyone else at work if they recognize the description of the man who left about the same time I did. No one could say for certain if they would recognize him again, and he wasn't a guest at the hotel either. He was fairly average build slash description, but definitely had a receding dark hairline and glasses. For about a week after, neither me nor my sister walked home from work at night. I'm so glad that nothing bad actually happened, or that he even touched me, but the experience was so surreal and had me feeling so vulnerable and alone in a situation that I would normally feel safe and not even remotely scared of walking home in the dark. Since then, I've only had one similar encounter of being followed, but in a completely different environment, though the first experience ended up giving me a panic attack after the last time. Luckily, I had a friend waiting for me. So now, I've had this overriding fear of walking home at night myself for four years, at that point two and a half, and I'm still trying to undo it. So there you have two terrifyingly creepy encounters. The first one, the longer one, more of a specific stalker-type situation, which I feel really bad for the original poster on that one, because that person, Jane, just sounds like a terrible person. The second being one of those middle-of-the-night, why-am-I-being-followed-by-this-absolute-creeper situations. So... To both of the Redditors, I say I'm sorry you had to deal with that, but thank you for letting me narrate your story. As it always is with these creepy encounter stories, I hope that somebody can listen to this and potentially realize if they're in a similar situation, what they should and shouldn't do, that they're not alone, etc. Education as well as entertainment in the end. So, thank you both. Thank you to everyone who listened, and if you did like this and would like more like this, please consider joining the Nevermore. To do so, all you gotta do is hit that subscribe button, bell icon next to it, follow me on social media, and then consider subscribing to my Patreon or, like, the channel memberships, both of which are optional, but both are greatly appreciated. All people who do all those things get early access to my stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, I hope you all have a beautiful day, and I will see you on the next video, but until then, sleep well. 